0: hi Daniel Johnson here and this is a little help special about sickle cell now we have a wonderful guest called Hayley King and she has a great charity called Sienna Smile now she is also a wonderful winner of the Pride of Britain award for fundraising of last year and she sits down with me and we talk all about sickle cell and her little helps so let's have a listen Haley, how are you doing
1: I'm really well thank you, busy but well
0: <laughs> Yeah I mean that's the funny thing especially in the last year I feel um, you know you're a mum of two you know you work you know you've got loads of stuff going on and you are making a difference and I feel like that that is so important in this time because you know what not many people have time or can do or want to um, so can you tell us a little bit about your history?
1: Um, so yeah, like you said, I'm a single parent of two children. I, my daughter Sienna has sickle cell anemia. Um, I also run two businesses, so I'm a silversmith and a freelance hairstylist. And I just felt that I felt very isolated and very alone having a child with a long-term health condition. And I just wanted to help other people basically.
0: And that's exactly what you've, you've done really. Which is amazing because, like I said, a lot of people don't have the time and especially if you're, you know, you've got the struggles at home like most people do and every day I'm doing the laundry and, you know, going to work and getting food and what you're going to have for food and kids, you know, squabbling and stuff. And you've got another thing on top. Then you thought, actually, I want to make a difference and and help other people, which is uh, amazing. Can you tell us a little bit about sickle cell for anyone that doesn't really know?
1: Yeah, sure. So uh, sickle cell, there's different types of sickle cell firstly. Um, It's an inherited blood condition and sickle cell affects the red blood cells um, and causes them to become an abnormal sickle shape, which is where it gets its name from. Um, These sickle cells die very, very quickly in comparison to healthy red blood cells, which causes anemia to start with and also um, These cells are very hard and rigid and they get caught in the blood vessels. And when this happens, it's referred to as a sickle cell crisis and it causes excruciating pain. Um, It also starves that area of the body from oxygen. And if it's not treated correctly, um, it can cause organ failure, stroke, um, and in unfortunately in some cases it can be fatal.
0: And that must be really tough when, you know, you find out that, you know, your child suffers in this way. And is, is that fair for me to say he suffers in this way? Because I feel like sometimes you're like, actually, they have something. They're not always suffering. You know what yeah. I mean? And they're managing, maybe.
1: Um, I myself do refer to it as suffering because um, particularly when Sienna's in hospital and um, or she's experiencing pain, I do say to people that watching your child suffer is horrific. So, yeah, it's the right terminology, I think.
0: So, from that and, you know, finding out, how did you find out that this was going on?
1: Um, So, as I said before, sickle cell is genetic. So, a baby must inherit one abnormal gene, hemoglobin gene, from the father and one abnormal hemoglobin gene from the dad, uh, from the mum, sorry. Um, and in my case, Sienna's father and I are both sickle cell carriers. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's really difficult to know that your child has inherited something from you.
0: Yeah, I mean, it must be. And, 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 and also, did you even know this beforehand?
1: Um, yeah, so I knew I was a carrier. And when I first met Sienna's dad, before we even started dating, I did ask if he was also a carrier. Um, And he never heard of sickle cell, didn't really know what it was, so called his mum. And she said, oh yeah, he definitely doesn't have it. Um, And it wasn't until I was 16 weeks pregnant with Sienna that my midwife sent him for a blood test just to double check, because I knew that I definitely was a carrier. Um, And it was then that we found out that he was a carrier, and there was a one in four chance that Sienna would have sickle cell anemia.
0: I mean, it's difficult, you know, one in four that, you know, you don't really know. Did you have in the headspace for yourself that this could be a situation that would go forward? Or did you kind of, obviously, you know, doing blood tests and you sort of knew you were a carrier. Did you let it go or were you straight on it straight away and just like, we need to know?
1: Um, so from, I thought I'd done the right thing by asking the questions before we started dating um looking back now I probably should have pushed for him to have a blood test before we even started to date. and even when we did receive the information that he was a carrier as well I think you always hope that it's not going to happen to you um and even when Sienna was diagnosed with sickle cell and um, she was three days old and Sienna was 11 weeks premature so at that time we were dealing with other major stuff with just making sure that she stayed alive kind of thing. Um, and it wasn't until we left hospital with Sienna, she was a month old. And then it was just like, oh my gosh, I've got this tiny baby that has a life-threatening illness. What do I do? It was really daunting, and really scary.
0: I mean, she's 13 now. Yeah. So you've done pretty <laughs> well. Like, you know what I mean? At date. It's not... Those journeys that you had to take must have not been easy. A lot of stuff going through your mind, a lot of sort of worries... And apprehensions and stuff like that, but she's got a mum like you. Yeah. You know, <laughs> know what I mean? And like and you've, you've you've really made a difference. I mean, you've you've set up this charity. Um, how many people, you know, do you work with? How many people are you are you helping at the moment?
1: Um, so during the pandemic things have changed a lot because a lot of the support groups and family fun days and things used to be in person um and to be honest in in the sense of the reach that we have now has increased a lot because a lot of the things we're doing online a lot of the resources we provide are online so it means that we can help people globally now and actually 50 percent of the people we support don't actually live in the UK um so it's kind of been a blessing in disguise in the sense that now we're able to help more people um but the the problem that the reason I set up the charity is because there's Approximately 15,000 people in the UK with sickle cell. Um, a third of those live in London boroughs. Wow. Yeah, so, and I found that between London and the Midlands, there was nothing, <laughs> there was no support for people with sickle cell. Oh. Um, so that's why we aim to support people in the Thames Valley, um, sometimes Hampshire area. Um. But yeah, there's just, there's not really a lot there's not a lot of support so what we can do making a difference and just actually being really open and honest about our story is helpful as well especially for new parents or parents with small children Um, and again just raising awareness so people understand the severity of it and can be more empathetic towards people that are affected by it
0: wow Uh, so what are your like mission and aims sort of moving forward you know you've sort of filled this void that there wasn't anything sort of and then so you know you, you started this wonderful charity so what what are your aims what what do you see coming for the future
1: i think our mission is just we say we just want to live in a world that is aware of sickle cell um i think a lot of the problem is people don't understand sickle cell um they d- and they don't understand how it's inherited so one of our main things is educating particularly young adults with getting themselves tested and being prepared to have that, make that decision that if they meet somebody knowing the statistics and things like that, um, there's a real lack of education within healthcare system. Um, a lot of doctors and nurses don't actually know, unless they're a specialist haematologist or hem- hemoglobinopathy nurse, they don't really understand how to treat patients that come into A&E and things with it um it's such a taboo now that uh, particularly with adults with sickle cell they have a condition that causes excruciating pain they ask for pain relief and then they're accused of being drugs like pain seekers um and Yeah, it's just absolutely ludicrous. So not only are they facing this condition that affects their lives, they're not even able to receive the correct treatment without judgment being passed on them by healthcare professionals. Um, So one of our main missions is to make sure that there's better education from a university level for nurses and doctors and things like that. Um, Same with teachers. And even today, I had an email because... One of the triggers, there's several triggers for a sickle cell crisis, and um, that's infection, dehydration, stress and anxiety can trigger a crisis, exercise, um, and Sienna doesn't participate in PE lessons because one of her main triggers is exercise. And I had an email from her school today saying, do you think it's okay for Sienna to finally participate? And...
0: Do you reckon they would have spoken to her about that before speaking to you? Because, like, I feel like sometimes they're like, you can give it a go, can't you? And and then they're like, actually probably might need to ask you. And that's a little bit of pressure because I can imagine that in some sort of format she would love to. Yeah. If it wasn't a trigger.
1: Yeah. And she does. She feels like she's, especially at her age, Um, you know, her peers, this peer pressure thing at the age of 13 where she doesn't want to be the odd one out. She actually wants to participate. Um, the problem is, is, the teachers really don't understand that the sickle cell is so spontaneous. Like Sienna could be sat here now and five minutes later she's on the floor in major pain and we're rushing her to hospital. So for me, I think in the scenario where she doesn't receive a lot of empathy, um, I don't want her to be in a situation where if she was to go into crisis at school, she wouldn't feel like she'd received the correct help um so for us it's best for her to just avoid that situation
0: yeah yeah it's just education and what you're doing is you know giving people education and raising awareness and you know starting at that university level is really important so when those doctors and nurses are kicking through they're like oh have we checked this should we look at this as well and it's not just like oh what's you know what's wrong with you You yeah definitely um okay so i sort of wrote down is there any kind of myths around sickle cell like that you can debunk and sort of say let that is not always These a kind of you know it's all everyone has their own different stories with this and that's not my story or you know it could happen in different places but it's only myths that you kind of want to sort of say that's not really the truth
1: yes where do i start <laughs> <laughs> we've got enough time Keep going. Keep going. um so one of the main things that i get is isn't sickle cell a black blood thing right Um, no, is the answer. And even I thought that maybe a a little bit
0: as well, because that's kind of what we're betrayed to think is, you know, it's a bit like sometimes with other diseases and stuff like that that they just say, oh, they're just for those people. Yeah, Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, it does predominantly affect people, um, from the black community affects people mainly from African and Caribbean heritage. However, it is definitely not just, it does not affect them um and we've had some quite insulting comments about sienna saying about her skin tone she's too light to have sickle cell or um yeah things like that so it's definitely a massive myth and people shouldn't just assume that um because of the way you look you won't have it
0: yeah, that is, I mean, it's really difficult because I guess sometimes when you hear things, you, you know, we're living through loads of things right now and you hear things and you're like, well, that's the truth. Yeah. And you're like, well, wait, maybe just do like a little tiny bit of reading. <laughs> maybe listen to a podcast episode, you know, yeah. <laughs> sometimes. Um, and I think especially when it's your own child and so going through it and stuff like that, you're seeing that their pain and you're seeing that their story is, 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 is carrying on. But at the same time, they've got this strength And they've got a mum like you and hopefully other parents out there are helping their children and stuff. Um, But I think your story is really strong because at the same time, you've had to battle with this. And then seeing, you know, your child not being able to go out and do PE and stuff. Um, So I just want to say well done to you. No, thank you. Um, Okay, so... For other parents and, and, and family members, I think we kind of said this right at the beginning, stuff like that, what little helps would you have liked to have had when this happened right at the beginning, before you even knew there's a situation, you knew you were a carrier, but what would you have liked and what would you, advice would you give to other parents and other people out there that um, may come across this?
1: Um, my thing, I think definitely, is to do as much research as possible. And... Um, With sickle cell, it affects each individual. It can be completely different for each person. Um, So I now know that I can just look at Sienna and I know she's not well. And as much as she wants to try and persuade me that she's fine, I don't really need to hear it from her. Um, I think just follow your gut instinct as well. Um, Particularly for us, we've taken a natural route and diet and nutrition has played a huge part in that. And I've always been very aware of, you know, you are what you eat, (laughs) basically. But actually, I didn't realise the impact of Sienna eating, you know, a pizza. Um, And the next day, she feels really crappy about it. And I'm not to say that we completely exclude those things from her diet, but they are very far and few between because we know how much it impacts her health. And I wish I'd have realised very early on... um, just things like cold and, and also temperature change is a trigger as well. So literally, I am constantly second-guessing everything because I need to make a plan B for every single thing that we do. So if we're in the car, I need to think, if the car breaks down, have we got water? Have we got snacks? Have we got blankets if it's cold? All of this thing. That, so preparation and prevention are the way forward.
0: Wow. Um, can you talk me through, like, maybe when it comes to sort of the diet and stuff like that, what, what is Sienna sort of having? you know what what you're giving her you said like pizzas could be a bit of a trigger is that because it's processed is it the sugar is it the salt what, what what's going on there
1: yeah so definitely salt because um dehydration is a massive issue for people with sickle cell Um, you want to have as much hydration as possible and avoid any sugary food salty stuff processed stuff um for us so things that are high in folate which is like natural folic acid um just anything dark green vegetables fruits you want to eat a rainbow um and avoid yeah anything processed
0: i always say stay away from beige <laughs> <laughs> that's what yeah, i try to do it the whole good. time like no beige no some yeah. bright colors yeah. which is amazing um you know what have you learnt in in you know the last 13 years um through having a child that does have sickle cell um and how strong they can be and it's not like it is you know it's not like a life sentence in the sense like it might be something they have to deal with forever but it doesn't mean that they can't achieve
1: yeah absolutely um i always say to everybody you know you are more than your con- your health condition you don't let it define you and we are such huge supporters of Sienna. um like I completely idolize her she surprises me every day of just how resilient she is um and she's got big dreams and she's not going to let her sickle cell stop her from achieving them and as long as you have the right network and a good healthy support team around you I think you can achieve absolutely anything
0: yeah that's really important and so um sickle cell day is on the 19th of June yes um, what what goes on there? So are people just raising awareness? Is it sort of all over social media? Obviously, we'll be dropping this for as well. Um, what what happens on that day?
1: So this is a global awareness day. So it's we are having a whole day of interviews with inspirational speakers. So people with sickle cell that have. Um, that are like personal trainers, which is amazing because obviously exercise is a big trigger. We've got a fashion designer who's had her fashion accessories um, on like Paris Fashion Week runways wow. and stuff. She's got sickle cells. So we, um, the whole day, obviously with lockdown and stuff, mm-hmm. we're trying to be clever and just do stuff online. But it means that it's accessible to everybody. So we've got loads of different things going on. We've got people are doing fundraisers of their own. Um, But yeah, it's all just about advocating and raising awareness about sickle cell.
0: And then after that, other events, obviously, hopefully things sort of open up a little bit more. We can go and do stuff, blah, blah, blah. So what events are coming in the future? Are there anyone you can tell us about?
1: Yeah, sure. So we, um, there's Sherfield Oak uh, Golf Club in hampshire on the 26th of june they're doing a family fun day to raise money for us and then on the 2nd of october we have our charity ball which is super fun this this year the theme is casino royale i've heard about this um, <laughs> just a little <laughs> but yeah so every year on oh, this year um we have an annual ball where we raise money raise awareness um and it's just an opportunity for people in the community to come together support the charity but just to understand a bit more about sickle cell and how it affects and obviously sienna's the guest of honor as always (laughs) um and it's just really nice to kind of let our hair down and still carry on doing what we do
0: awesome where can people get tickets for that
1: um, so you can go on Eventbrite or you can contact us directly and you can purchase from them.
0: I'll put it on my social media, of course. Yeah. So people, 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 people can get it from there because I'm going to be performing.
1: Yay!
0: Um, which I'm very excited about. We haven't even, I haven't even spoke about what I'm going to sing yet. So I'm just, do you know that I wrote a Bond song? Did you? I have. Okay, I'll, so it's I will, sorted. <laughs> I will play you it afterwards. And you were like, no, we won't have that. We won't have that. Um, thank you so much for that. Like I said, um, we'll put all the links below so people can find out more about uh, seeing the Smile and uh, and more events and stuff like that and amazing. hopefully more, raise more awareness and people can put this on their social platforms so if you like what you listen to you can just uh, link it and then you can send it to all of your friends and family because so, you've told me stuff that I didn't know. Oh
1: good, amazing. Which
0: is amazing. Anyway, um, thank you so much you're amazing Haley.
1: Thank you for having me. Anytime.